On this week's episode of Cultivating Her Space, we deserve to empower ourselves to speak up for ourselves and advocate for ourselves. And having this conversation again can give us a frame of reference so that in the future, we know, okay, Dom and Terry had this conversation. We had this conversation together. I know what to say when something happens. Today's episode is sure to provide you with motivation, inspiration, or a fresh perspective. If you have any aha moments or appreciate anything from this episode, please leave us a review to let us know we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Friday, so be sure to subscribe on iTunes and visit cultivatingherspace.com to access our exclusive after show and other bonus content from the Patreon tab. Welcome to Cultivating Her Space, a podcast dedicated to uplifting women like you. We're your hosts, Dr. Dominique Broussard, a college professor and psychologist, and Terry Lomax, a techie and motivational speaker. In a world where Black women are often misrepresented and misunderstood, please join us as we initiate authentic conversations on everything from fibroids to fake friends and create a safe space where Black women can just be. Hey, lady, it's Dr. Dom here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. Are you currently a resident of the state of California? and contemplating starting your therapy journey? Well, if so, please reach out to me at drdominiquebroussard.com. That's D-R-D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-B-R-O-U-S-S-A-R-D.com to schedule a free 15-minute consultation. I look forward to hearing from you. All right, y'all, we are doing this. Lady, you have to see us. You have to subscribe to Patreon. I'm going to just say it before we even get started. You just got to subscribe to Patreon to see that Terry and I are together in person. In the flesh. <laughs> recording, recording this episode. So our quote today. You decide every moment of every day who you are, and what you believe in. You get a second chance every second. I feel like I need to say that one more time for the Mm -hmm. people in the back. Let's do it one more time. You decide every moment of every day who you are and what you believe in. You get a second chance every second. T. Hey girl, I'm so excited. Yes. This quote. Yeah, this quote is powerful. It is so fitting for our conversation today. And this is a little bit of a side note, y'all, but Dom and I have not recorded in person in such a long time because of the pandemic and because Dom relocated, so we're not in the same space. And so we're spending the weekend together and we're here in person. So this is a big deal for us. So we're excited. But back to the conversation. Yes. I think we should just jump on in and do an overview and kind of tell you what we're going to talk about, why it's important, and why you absolutely positively need to stay until the end. Yes. And we may need to revisit that quote later in the episode too, as we yeah. dive into some of the content. Yeah. So let's go ahead and jump into our overview, ladies. So you can understand what are y'all talking about today. Now, 
we all have those moments in life, right, where we're caught off guard. And sometimes it can be tough to understand or to really think about how am I going to respond in the moment when something spontaneous happens that you weren't prepared for? And the thing is, we believe that it's important for us to empower ourselves with language and tools so that when we're in those situations, we can kind of refer back to something. And so I know for me personally, I was not raised in a household where I was empowered to do that. And so I struggle with that sometimes today. And Dom and I will talk more about that later. But I think that the most important thing that we can remember is that setting boundaries and speaking up for ourselves is so crucial in our personal development and well-being. And it also teaches other people how to treat us, yes. right? Because what we allow oftentimes, it's going to continue, right? Yes. If someone knows they can get away with something with you, they're like, all right, cool. I'm going to keep on doing it, this. right? So today, we're going to talk about how to respond when things catch you off guard. And one thing to note about this topic that I think is so important is that Speaking up for yourself isn't necessarily something that develops with age, right? So you could be 55 years old listening to this episode, and you could still be struggling to speak up for yourself and advocate for yourself, or you could be 18, and that's okay. Yes. It's not about age. And this topic is important because we deserve to empower ourselves to speak up for ourselves and advocate for ourselves. And having this conversation, again, can give us a frame of reference so that in the future, we know, okay. Dom and Terry had this conversation. We had this conversation together. I know what to say when something happens. And the reason we want to say until the end is because we're going to give you real life scenarios and we may do some role playing where you can see our acting skills. Not much to see there, but it will be helpful. (laughs) (laughs) Not much to see as far as the acting. We'll see how this goes. But you will have tools, right? So you're, you're going to potentially, you know, understand how to communicate when someone touches your hair at work being like, oh my gosh, I just froze. Or if your mechanic makes a sexist remark and you're like, damn, I wish I would have said something. We're going to cover some of that today. We got you. Right. So I guess we should just let's dive on on in. So what usually happens, right? I think about situations where you hear a friend telling you a story and you're like, what is the example we talked about? We're like, oh, girl. If that was me. If that was me. Like, oh, your, your friend calls you up and she's like, girl, I caught, I caught Rodney cheating. I'm just, I'm random name, y'all. Just call me. I caught Rodney cheating. I was checking his phone and he was talking to this Instagram girl and, da, 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 and they met up, whatever the story might be. Right. And then you as the friend might be like, girl. Girl, if I was you, I sure would. And you go on a list of all the things, mm-hmm. the, bad bitch things you think you would do Mm -hmm. right yeah girl if i was you i wouldn't put up with that shit and you say all these things that feel assertive Mm -hmm. maybe even aggressive yeah but make you feel like the stronger better person make you feel like the warrior or the victor in this scenario yeah a real talk. Real talk. Mm-hmm. You find out that your man is cheating. Mm-hmm. But it happens to you. Like now it's your experience. It's not hypothetical. It's not your girlfriend calls you. It's like, oh no, this is my life. Now it's contextual, right? right. Now there's layers to it. Now it's complex. And it's like, well, 
now that I'm in the shoes, they kind of fit a little different than I thought they would, right? And all that hype you was mm-hmm. talking. A whole other story. About Chris and Chris was cheating what you would do if Chris was cheating on you. Because Chris is your man, right? Mm-hmm. Like all that hype you was talking if Chris, your man, was cheating on you. Now you find out that he is. Mm-hmm. You was telling your girl that she should leave Rodney. But now Chris doing the same thing to you. Mm-hmm. Y'all got kids. Y'all are married. Got businesses together. Ugh. All kinds of assets. Yeah. What you doing, sis? What you doing? Well, what about the situations where, like, your boss come, your homegirl's calling you again, right? Because usually it's always the homegirl mm-hmm. calling. She's like, girl, my boss came in today and she was talking to me crazy. Whatever it might be. And then you on the phone, and you're like, girl, you bet. That's another thing that comes up. You better than me because I would have. That's, yes, that's what happened. Yes. Oh, you, I wouldn't have put up with that. You nicer than me, girl. I, mm. You better than me. But then you see people in those situations and it's different. You ever right. see those things on Instagram where they're like, what I asked for versus what I got? Yes. Now, a lot of times people in the comments section will be saying this, right? You'll see a hairstyle. It looks beautiful. And they're like, okay, I, this is what I showed my hairstylist. And then they go in and she does their hair. And that should look and that great. It look a mess. Yes. It's a hot mess. And many people in the comment section are like, oh, how would you even get up and leave and pay them money and your hair look like that? Like, what, But when you're in the setting, it's different. You're by yourself. Right. Right? right. You see everyone else get their hair done. You mm-hmm. don't want to cause a scene. Like, there are just so many levels to it and layers to it when you're in the situation. So we want to talk a bit about that today, lady, and talk about some of our experiences where things have happened and we froze, and there were many feelings that came up within us. So we'll dive right into our stories. You want to go first, Alma, or you want me to go first? I can go first. Okay, good. Hey, hey, lady, this conversation is just getting started. It's going to get so much better. But first, we have a quick update for you from one of our sponsors. So be sure to stay tuned, and we'll hop right back into this conversation. Okay, lady, picture this. You're at the crowded supermarket cruising down the wine aisle, but you're feeling lost intimidated and you're just tired of always buying the same thing you want to explore but you don't know where to begin girl you need first leaf here's why first leaf is a wine subscription service that takes the guesswork out of choosing wine no matter your level of wine interest or experience first leaf makes wine tasting fun take their short taste profile quiz and they will send you your first shipment You get to rate the wines you receive so they can curate a custom selection just for you. In recent years, I have become extremely particular about the wine I drink, and I have enjoyed my First Leaf selections. Sign up today, and you'll get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash herspace. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T. L-E-A-F dot com slash herspace to get your first six bottles for $39.95 plus free shipping. Try firstleaf.com slash herspace. All right, let's hop back into the show. So there are lots of things that I think about. Like, I think that all of us are usually good about talking, right? And like we just said, like, we're good about pointing out 
what we would do if something were to actually occur. Mm -hmm. And even in these scenarios and these tips that we're going to provide today, it's easier said than done. And the thing that we have to always remember is that in a moment when adrenaline is pumping, we're going to do one of three things. We're going to fight, we're going to take flight, or we're going to freeze. And I think for years, what we always heard was, we're going to fight or we're going to take flight, right? Nobody ever talked about the freezing. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that for a lot of us, freezing is what happens. And I think part of us having this conversation today is so that folks understand that freezing is a normal reaction in these types of scenarios. Mm -hmm. And so, and and really kind of explaining what that really looks like, right? So the scenario that I, that came to mind as we were talking about and prepping this episode, Mm -hmm. I remember years ago, recent years ago, Mm -hmm. right? So like I'm my big age, I'm an adult, like I've got my degrees and understand how to, deal with conflict and we have Mm -hmm. talked about you know I think yeah we like know all the things to do Mm -hmm. right so I'm in the mall with my nieces we walk into a store I'm not gonna name the store Mm -hmm. because the store ain't got nothing to do with this store right we're in this store and a white woman comes up to us Y'all already know where this is potentially going. There's only a few scenarios that tends to happen in this situation, Mm -hmm. right? So she comes up. She's a saleswoman. She's trying to make conversation, you know, trying to make a a sale. Mm -hmm. And she hits us with the, y'all are so beautiful, blah, blah, blah. And she reaches out and she does this. She touches my niece's hair. Your hair is so beautiful. And actually, like, I touched her hair more than she actually touched oh, my really? niece's hair. Okay. It really so was really more like, like, your hair is so beautiful. A split second. So fast. Mm-hmm. In that moment, lady, just think, pause for a second. Mm-hmm. You got the scenario that I set up. What would you do? In hindsight, because hindsight is 2020, I know exactly what I would have done. In reality, what actually happened was my split second decision was I froze. Multiple thoughts ran through my head at once in that split second. If I pop off on this white woman for touching my niece's hair, are we going to get arrested? Is she going to do something to harm me or my nieces? What's the best thing I can do to keep us all safe in this moment? And so in that moment, I changed the subject, said, we're good. Thank you. We're good. We'll let you know if we need help. Mm -hmm. And removed removed ourselves from that situation of having to interact with that woman. But in in hindsight, I, I recognize that I did not address her actions directly. Mm-hmm. I removed us from that situation so she wouldn't do that shit again. Yeah. 
but I didn't directly let her know that what she did was inappropriate. Yeah. Ooh, okay. That was a good example. Cause I think many of us as black women have experienced that before, like almost mm-hmm. exactly that experience. Sometimes many of us probably experienced it firsthand with yes. us, but also that's just a good example. There are layers to it because it's now your niece and there's this, I'm sure there was a lot more that you thought about, and we're going to discuss that in a minute later. I'm going to share my story, and then we're going to compare about compare our feelings. Right? Yes. Like how did we feel in those moments? So mine was basically, mine was very recent. And again, at this big age, so hopefully this is encouraging to you, lady. So basically what happened in my story was a child that my daughter was playing with pushed her and was not interested in apologizing or you know saying anything about it right and the child's mother happened to be there and told her child to apologize and the daughter said no and she was adamant about her feelings of saying no that she did not want to apologize I don't want to and so we kind of had this little small talk and the mom basically kind of looked at me as my daughter was hugging me and she's like I'm so sorry and I felt so overwhelmed in the moment because I didn't know there was other components to it that I don't want to go into but there were other things that were happening around and in the moment I just kind of mumbled it's okay and then yeah. I kind of felt like well what do I do from here it just I was like literally my first thought whenever I experienced something like this in life is like okay how can I learn from this and how can we do an episode about it because yeah. I need to have tools because I did not feel empowered in the moment to like refer to something or say something yeah. but I thought about it in the car and this is what I want to talk to you about Dom what happens after the fact? Like when we respond in a way, when when we respond in a way that we are not proud of or mm-hmm. in a way in which we regret later, what are the emotions? I do want to say that, lady, as you listen, you may be on the other end of the spectrum, right? If we were to see this as a spectrum, I feel like popping off is on one end. Yes. Freezing at the other. And sometimes there's this middle ground. Now, some of you may have been raised in different environments. I know that Dom and I have some historical context that- yeah may impact the way that we show up today. But sometimes, like recently, I was interacting with someone personally and I was a bit more aggressive than I would have liked to be. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't very passive. I was a bit more aggressive and I still had strong feelings about my behavior because it wasn't suitable for how I'm going to show up. Right. So when you think about your situation, what are the various emotions that you had and like the processing that you did internally within yourself after that inst- instance? So after that. I remember thinking to myself, there was, so I had thoughts, Mm -hmm. but the feelings that came up was disappointment in myself Mm -hmm. because in that moment, I'm the adult. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be protecting them, protecting my nieces. And in that moment, it felt like I did not protect them in terms of being direct with that woman Mm -hmm. on you don't touch my niece's hair. Yeah. Right. I also felt. So let me back up. Okay. So there was a feeling of disappointment. Right. And then I talked myself away from that. Now I'll explain that later. Okay. So first, the feeling of disappointment. Second, a feeling a little bit of shame of. This is not how you're supposed to show up. Mm -hmm. Like. Like I said, like at this point in life, like, you know how to do this. You have the tools. Why didn't you? Like, 
you know better. Mm. Why didn't you do better? Right. So like those feelings of shame that comes up around that and then anger. Mm. Right. Like, because again, you know better, girl. Like what? This, like you teach people how to stand up for themselves in these moments. How could you not? Yeah. Right. Ooh. Also frustration with myself of like, and I think a deeper disappointment, just a lot of negative feelings coming up around. You're also supposed to be a role model mm. in this moment. You're supposed to be, you were supposed to model for them how to engage in this type of mm-hmm. situation. When this happens, mm-hmm. you're supposed to model for them how to engage and you didn't. Yeah. Right. Technically I did model for them. Might not have been what I truly wanted to model for them, Mm -hmm. but I did model for them one way of engaging. Mm -hmm. So that was, yeah, that was a lot. Just processing. As you were speaking and saying that, I feel like I got a little emotional because Mm -hmm. I thought about the way you, I love that we're having this conversation. I love that we're able to kind of get into our heads and like what you were, what we were thinking to ourselves, but there was part of me and we don't have to unpack this now, but I was like, I wonder, is that your voice or is that another voice that you heard in life? Like mm-hmm. the way that it came off was like, it was like, it felt third person, but it also felt like, I wonder if that was something that someone else said. Cause I know sometimes that has happened to me where I heard something often that I kind of adopted that voice. So I just internalized had that, it. Internalized yeah, it. So yeah. I had that thought. And I think a lot of the feelings I felt, cause our, sim- our situations were kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Definitely feelings of shame. Definitely some guilt feelings of weakness as well, embarrassment. Like I'm, there was part of me like, damn, do you want to talk about this on the podcast? Because people may Mm. see you a certain way. And now like you didn't say, like you didn't do what you were supposed to do. Like Mm -hmm. you're her mother. You're supposed to be there to protect her. You know, like all these feelings about judgment. Trying to think of what else. Anger for sure. A bit of maybe even like misplaced resentment. Mm. Being a little upset with, other people that were involved because I didn't respond to the way that I felt like I should have, but also disempowering. Like I didn't feel empowered, you know? I think that another thing, this was also a white child and mother. And I think that sometimes race can kind of play into that as well. I replay it and think that if it was like a black mother, I don't know. I feel like we would have maybe had a different type of rapport, but Mm -hmm. sometimes I don't know. I don't feel as comfortable interacting with white people. You don't know Right. If they're going to play the victim card, because this happens a lot, lady, you know, the this. white fragility, the white mm-hmm. fragility, you see, see the tears, someone gets emotional and now you're trying to, you know, help them cope with what's going on because now they're the victim. So there were a lot of things that play there. And I'm trying to think of what else we wanted to um, dive into. We talked about our feelings. We talked yep. about some of the thoughts mm-hmm. that we felt. You you said something. You said, oh, I'm, I'm going to go back to that later. What did you say? Oh, how I talked myself out of those, like how I worked through those feelings, right? How did you do that? So for me, it took some time. It took also checking in with my nieces. Mm, I was going to ask you that. Mm -hmm. So she was upset. She was like, I can't, you know, when we got out of the store, she was like, I can't believe that that white woman touched my hair. And so... We all like had a conversation about it of like, yeah, that was inappropriate. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I did it in, I can't remember if I did it in the moment, Mm -hmm. but I do know that at some point I did apologize to her for Mm -hmm. not saying, not directly telling the white woman something, Mm -hmm. right? 
That's powerful. Because we were all, yeah. And because I think for me, that was also important Mm -hmm. in terms of the role modeling of saying, hold on. I recognize that I didn't handle this the way that I wanted to, that I did not show up for you in the way that I thought I should. For sure. Let me acknowledge that to you. And what does that look like for me as an adult Mm -hmm. to acknowledge for the child that I messed up? Right. And so to me, it shows the it shows the child that there's a way in which you can have accountability for your action. And but also giving them space to process how they're what they're thinking and feeling about the situation as well. And so I think how I talked myself out of some of those other feelings, too, was also around recognizing that like having some compassion for myself, yeah. right? And recognizing that I did the best I could yeah. in that moment. Mm-hmm. And now that I've lived through that moment, yeah. what how would I do that differently? Yes. Right? Yeah. Recognizing that I got everyone out of that situation safely. Mm-hmm. We didn't continue to engage with that person. Yeah. And so while I didn't have what I would consider like my highest self response, I also didn't go to what I would consider my lower level Mm -hmm. response of popping off. Yeah. (laughs) You know, because that, because that's real. Because that happens at times. There have been situations where I have been like quick to pop off. And that's not always healthy. Yeah. Ooh. I'm just processing. Yeah. Yep. Because yep. I'm thinking about in your situation. Yeah. Like what I did. I think for mm-hmm. me, there was those, those strong emotions were there initially. And then as I began to process it, I was like, well, you don't even go through like You don't, you've never been through an experience like this. Like the, I will say as someone who grew up more passive because of my environment, right. The layer that I think we should talk about, I don't know what you feel comfortable sharing. So I'll share mm-hmm. my experience, but the layer lady that I want to add to the conversation is that I grew up in a household with a very aggressive, strong black woman. Like my mom was very confrontational. She was popping off often. And so because I saw that and because a lot of people in my family are outspoken, we would go to restaurants and they would be the one like, excuse me, my food, uh-uh, I don't, you come and come and get this. And I'd be so embarrassed. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be like that. Or mm-hmm. something would happen and they would overreact and react in a way that I thought was just inappropriate for a situation. My goal was to always not be that and to not be the angry black woman. And so I think that I ran away from that so much that I ran into the polar opposite end of the, yeah. the spectrum where I was more passive, where I would let shit go, where I would not speak up, where in my mind, keeping the peace was better than having confrontation or conflict, mm-hmm. even if it meant that I was suffering or I was being taken advantage of. And so that's been part of my journey is being more open to that. I will say that having a child has, it's made me, it's changed me a bit and that I will speak up more for my daughter, especially like at doctor's appointments and mm-hmm. other situations. So I'm actually surprised that this was one of my examples because this is something that was so fresh for me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't really know what to do or right. say. But I would say that the way that I walked myself, I want to say off the off the proverbial ledge, is that I told myself, you know, boo, because sometimes I go between boo and bitch when I talk to myself. It's mm-hmm. like friendly, though. Yes. You know? yes. So I'm like, boo, 
haven't gone through experiences like this, like you're still learning. It's okay. Yeah. And what, you know, this is what happened. But what is that quote of the day again? It says something about you have a second chance, right? Yes. So mm-hmm. what I was processing in my mind, I was like, okay, so what I would like to do, because I'm very structured and organized, I want to create like a rules of engagement for myself so that at this point in my life, how do I, what is my, what is my highest self-response look like right. in various situations so that when it does happen, because I know that sometimes I can be thrown off my square when something happens unpredict- that's unpredictable, right. how, what tools can I use to equip myself? So, well, I think yeah. before you, before we dive into those mm-hmm. tools, I think it's important to acknowledge something that you pointed out, yeah. right? About growing up in a household where the perception was that your mom was aggressive, mm-hmm. right? I want to acknowledge that there are moments where as black women, we are outright aggressive, right? There mm-hmm. are those moments. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it's important for us to acknowledge that society has painted black women who are assertive Mm -hmm. as being aggressive, Mm -hmm. right? So I could look at you right now Mm -hmm. with this tone and say, Terry, what you did upset me. Mm -hmm. Because I said, Terry, what you did upset me. If you were white, or any other race, because let's talk about the anti-blackness of it all, yeah, right? Yeah. If you were anything other than black, mm-hmm. because, and maybe even if you are black too, mm-hmm. because of how black women have been portrayed as aggressors, my tone right now, you could easily say, Dom is being aggressive with me. Mm-hmm. Why? go? My safety. My safety wasn't my safety was in question. But in all actuality, you were direct. And some people have a problem with directness. Right. Especially when it comes to black women. Right. right? And I think that's the thing that we also want to acknowledge mm-hmm. when that may paralyze some women, some black women mm-hmm. from speaking up in certain situations because we don't want to be portrayed as the angry black woman. Even if how we are communicating, anyone, any, anybody of any other race would be perceived as being assertive. Mm-hmm. In the workforce, we see that all the right. time. Where sometimes white men, especially, right, because we know how they're viewed in society, they can snap and have a whole bit. And it's like, and it's fine. Oh, Billy, a rough day. He's just going through a lot. You know, and I could literally do what I just did. Like if you're watching on camera, you you saw that I literally just kind of like rolled my eyes and, and kind of turned my head. And then I would be labeled as being combative and difficult, difficult to work with. Not a team player. You know, y'all know how it goes. Like, you know how it goes. So there, there are, there's a lot that we have to contend with when it comes yes. to speaking up. So it's not always just, oh. I didn't feel empowered or, oh, maybe I, I felt like I was weak in the moment. It's like there are a lot of things that there, play here. There are layers and really want, and re- I think it's really important for us to acknowledge that those are, that those layers exist and those layers often play into why we make the decision that we make mm-hmm. in any given moment. Yeah. All right. So we want to give them the toolbox? Let's give them some tools. Okay. So what we're going to talk about first, lady, is we are going to talk about how to nurture yourself 
after freezing or responding in a way that you regret later. Now we said freezing, we wanted to call that out, but also responding in a way that you just thought, you know what, I could probably could have done that better because we shared examples house. It ain't always the right. passive freezing route. Like sometimes we do be popping off, right? Right. In certain situations. And I think especially with people that are closer mm-hmm. to me, that's where, because I know our, we have a relationship and a rapport. And so if you do some fuck shit, or something happens and I'm just like, uh-uh, that wasn't cool. Like, it's so interesting to me how I have, it, it's all situational. Yep. The yep. way you respond. So mm-hmm. let's talk about number one. So I think the first tip here is to understand where this response or lack of response may come from, because that way you can give yourself more empathy. And when yes. I think about that, I'm like, oh, childhood, of course, mm-hmm. everything, right? Comes from childhood. Yes. Yep. I know exactly where that came from. And so that just helps me to identify it. Sometimes you can even have a conversation with yourself about that. So there have been times where I have thanked my younger self for being passive and for being, for freezing because mm-hmm. it served me being in, in a dangerous and chaotic environment. Mm-hmm. And so I thanked myself for that and let myself know that it's okay to transition into a new way of being and a new way of showing up. Yep. Thank you for what you've done. And thank you, future Terry, for being open to doing it in a different way. Yeah, I think that that's important to give yourself that moment to kind of, because what it does is when you take that second to kind of understand where that response is coming from, it helps you either one, address what needs to be addressed, right? Yeah. So maybe there's some childhood stuff that needs to be processed or past stuff. It might not be childhood. Yes, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. We got this camera on in front of us. I'm just fixing my hair and I'm distracting Dom. I apologize, Dom. So there's some, <laughs> there might be some childhood stuff that you, or past things that you need to kind of work through. And also it's giving you an opportunity to say, okay, how can I do this differently? Mm-hmm. Right. What were the things that happened that maybe I did well? Yeah. And the things that maybe I didn't do so well. And how can I do this differently? I love, love, love that. I like that too, because you're appreciating the things. Most of the time, there are some things about mm-hmm. it that we did well. You kept kind of leaning into I got us out of the situation safely, which is of the utmost importance. That is the end goal of right. any situation, right. especially with white folk or police officers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. So appreciating what you did and then thinking, okay, what can I do next time? Because you always have a second chance. Yes. Like that. Hey, hey, lady, this conversation is just getting started. It's going to get so much better. But first, we have a quick update for you from one of our sponsors. So be sure to stay tuned and we'll hop right back into this conversation. I want you to finish this sentence in your mind. I deserve a sex life that is what? What comes to mind? Don't be afraid to say it because whatever it is, you deserve it. And Dipsy can help you get there in new and sexy ways. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash herspace. 
That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash earthspace. dipseastories.com slash earthspace. All right, let's hop back into the show. Number two is step outside of yourself and really see yourself. And what I mean by that is just literally like kind of mentally not literally, but mentally stepping outside of yourself and seeing yourself as, God damn it, you're just a human being out here in this hard fucking world doing the best you motherfucking can. Yes. Damn. Yes. Like when I put when I put perspective into the situation, I'm like, you are a relatively new mom. I think even being like almost two years into the mommy journey, it's like that's so relatively new. new. Yeah, this is still new. You're still learning. You have had so many stressors recently that you're working through and have been a bit hormonal and emo- like there's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And God damn, you're just doing the best you can. Like you're, you're here, you're showing up, you're doing the best and we'll do better next time. Okay. Yes. Five, 10 years. From, I'm not going to be thinking about that moment. Like nope. it's nope. okay, boo. Nope. It's okay. I, I think also too, with that stepping outside yourself, it may be that you are offering yourself compassion, but it may also be that you are holding yourself responsible. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and it's about finding that balance when you Mm -hmm. step outside of yourself, right? So like really seeing yourself and being able to say and discern, is this a moment where I need to be more compassionate with myself Mm -hmm. or is this a moment where I need to say, sis, all right, we need, we got some work to do because what you did right there, Mm -hmm. nah, this ain't, this, this is not you. Mm -hmm you we've got some work to do here like this was a this was a messed up you've got some work to do i am so glad you said that because literally that is the conversation i had with myself a couple of weeks ago when i popped off and i was embarrassed i was embarrassed you know i had like a bit of self shame of like you know but it was one of those it was like warranted it was like girl you know better like you know this is how you communicated yes. like 10 years ago when right. you before you had your tools and so in that situation i had to go and i had to go apologize yep like that was the adult, that was the best next step that I could take. It's like, go take your ass over there. Go apologize. Yes. Like. Because you know that wasn't cool. Exactly. You, you, that was all you. Like You step outside and look at yourself. Mm-hmm. We fucked up today. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you still have compassion, but you also, you have to hold yourself. We got to be able to hold ourselves accountable yes. too. And, and being able, that level of discernment between the two. Mm-hmm. Right? Like of. This really is a moment where, okay, so yeah, I popped off, mm-hmm. but what was happening for me in this space that I popped off? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is a day where I popped off and I need compassion for myself, right? Or maybe this is a day where I popped off and I need to check myself yes. on, you know, this is not how we act in these streets. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. we keep our composure. Yes. We use our inside voice. Mm-hmm. We take deep breaths. Because right. let me tell you, these deep breaths be saving right. me. Okay? And other people. <laughs> and other people, for sure. <laughs> other people, okay? They be saving them from these hands. No, I'm just joking. Okay. So now we're going to jump into... We're going to jump into some reminders that you can lean into when you are nurturing yourself or responding. Nurturing yourself or... If you have some regret for the way that you responded or 
Yes. Maybe you didn't respond. All right, let's just jump into it, y'all. The first reminder is you did the best you could with the tools you had available. I feel like we've been pretty much saying that the whole time. So remember that. I think the next reminder is that you're open and listening to your body and your mind, and you've acknowledged that you want to react differently in the future. I think that's a big deal. Like Mm -hmm. awareness, self-awareness, that's huge. And I think we don't oftentimes give ourselves enough credit for being self-aware. I think that's an important piece, right? Of acknowledging that you are acknowledging what's happening for you in the moment, listening to your body Mm -hmm. and what your body is telling you in that moment, right? Because it could be, and that's, this is part of that reflection too, right? Is in that moment, was there something physically in you that was activated that you needed to respond to? Mm -hmm. And that's why maybe you either froze or you fought, right? Or maybe you took flight. Like whatever was, whatever response you gave, was it, were you reacting to something that was being activated in your body Mm -hmm. and reminding yourself that I'm listening to like the good in that, even if my response wasn't the one that I wanted, the good in that is that I'm listening to my body. Exactly. And I will learn from, I will learn whatever lesson needs to be learned. But the biggest takeaway is that I listen to my body Mm -hmm. because we've been taught for so long to not listen to our bodies. And so for us to do that in that moment, even if the response wasn't at our highest self, Mm -hmm. we listen to our body. And that's, that's a beautiful reminder always. Yeah. Mm. It was so beautifully stated down. So now, lady, we are going to jump into the framework. And y'all know I love me a good acronym yes. because I'm literally going to be using this for myself. Like I'm going to continue to build it out and use this for situations because I want to be able to respond in a way that feels good to me and that feels empowering. And so we're just going to jump on in. So the framework here, we're going to use the word base. Okay. It's going to help us remember the steps that we're going to take throughout this process. So it's going to be B-A-C-E, all right? B-A-C-E. First, we have B, right? The B is for breathe. Taking a deep breath is so important, especially when something happens and you're caught off guard. Sometimes it can be hard to remember to take a deep breath, Mm -hmm. but a lot of times it can help to ground you and kind of bring you into the moment. And I like to also use mantras. So I would say, Using the mantra, I can do this. Whether you say it out loud or you say it internally. And I think what that does, that breath, what I tell folks all the time is that breath is a reset. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes what we don't realize is happening in those moments is that we've stopped breathing. Like we've yeah. held our breath, yeah. right? Yeah. Like that might, that's our body's like automatic reaction to a stressor is to like, and we hold our breath in. And when we allow ourselves to take that deep breath, it allows us to recenter and it allows our brain to kind of shift. And so if you need to, if that's the second that you got to take to gather your thoughts on what you really want to say, how you really want to respond in that moment, that breath allows you to do so. I love that, Dom. And I feel like you and I, we took a self-defense class years ago. I think that was part of the process as well. Mm -hmm. we were basically learning how to respond to a potential attack, which was 
we actually had a chance to role play that in yep. class. I remember talking about the, the instructor t- telling us about grounding ourselves in the moment. So it's very powerful. So take a deep breath. The A is for assess and observe. Yep. And so what I think, what comes to mind for me when I hear this is like thinking very quickly, of course, because it's in the moment. Yep. Who's around me? What's around? Am I safe? Mm-hmm. Is anyone recording? That's something to think about these days. That's so sad these days. It's that's so what we got to think about. But yes. Because I feel like if you look around and you see someone's recording, that's going to impact the way that you respond for sure. Definitely. Right? Like if no one's recording, I'll respond in one way. But if I see someone recording, I may I may decide to even just withdraw and not even address the situation or quickly move because mm-hmm. I don't want to be posted on social media in a vulnerable moment that right. potentially goes viral. Like that's just... Don't want it. No. Or the opposite could be, right, Mm -hmm. that you, as you're assessing and observing, it might be that you see someone recording and you want them to document Mm -hmm. this situation that's happening, right? Mm -hmm. So that you have receipts for like, this is what went down. You see how I'm responding, how I am maintaining composure and you, particularly with the Karens, like we know how these what yeah. Beyonce said, Karen's a terrorist. Like, <laughs> we, 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 having someone record it that gives you receipts. Mm-hmm. And so, assessing and observing, also assessing and observing for safety, right? Mm-hmm. Letting you know, okay, if this, this person that is, that I'm engaging with, if it looks like they could take me physically, mm-hmm. How exactly how do I need to stand and compose myself? What exactly do I need to say to remain safe in this moment? Mm-hmm. Right? Am I in a crowd where that crowd could quickly turn on me? Mm-hmm. So you like you said, it's these split second decisions mm-hmm. that you're assessed to assess and observe what's happening around you to determine what's gonna be the best next step. Yeah, I love that. One of the other questions that came to mind for me around this one, Dom, is like what's happening? Sometimes just Processing your mind, like, wait, what what the heck is going on right now? I remember years ago, we had a home intruder, and I talked about Mm -hmm. that on the podcast. Mm -hmm. And that was a big piece for me is just, like, really remaining calm and also just, like, putting two and two together so I can understand what am I working with right now? Yes. And I was going to, okay, we'll we'll dive into scenarios in just a bit. Let's let's jump into the C. The C is curiosity adds clarity. I think getting curious can be super helpful And the goal here is to collect as much information as possible, right? Asking why, Mm -hmm. asking how, asking what, right? Like it can also buy you more time and also help you stay in the moment because as they're sharing, yes, you're listening and you're also collecting more information about what exactly, what is the situation from their perspective? Maybe there's something they've done that you're like, a little confused about and you're just getting more clarity there. You also have a chance to better understand and identify what you're going to be addressing right. right in the moment. And I love this getting curious and getting clarity because sometimes now like we're just going to keep it mm-hmm. keep it a buck, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes we have our own stuff going on that allows us to misunderstand or misinterpret what is happening in the moment for sure, right? So I might think like we might be engaged in conversation Mm -hmm. and you might say something about my hair. Mm -hmm. Right. And in the moment, 
because in the background, like you have no idea that this has been going on for me. In the moment I've been dealing with all this stress about my hair and me, like all, like all this stuff is happening in the background. So what's on the forefront of my mind is being self-conscious and insecure about my hair. Mm -hmm. You make a comment about my hair, something completely benign, like that's a cool color, Mm -hmm. right? In my head, I'm feeling insecure because this isn't my natural color. Mm -hmm. I didn't really want this color. Like all these things that you have no idea about, Mm -hmm. right? If I take a moment, to breathe before I respond, assess the situation and remind myself that this is, this is my homegirl asking me this question or making this comment. Right. I could say, well, what do you mean? What do you mean? This? What do you mean by that? Like what makes it cool to you? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. What makes it cool to you? Mm-hmm. So then that way I get clarity yeah. around what you're really communicating to mm-hmm. me so that I don't end up popping off on something that I didn't really need to be popping off on. Yes, 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 yes. That is so good. Curiosity is super important. Yes. That was a really great example too, Dom. And then that takes us to the E, which is express your feelings and possibly share a call to action if you have one, right? Yes. So a few examples of like what this sentence completion might look like, or at least Mm -hmm. the beginning of the sentence might be, I'd rather you not... X, Y, Z, because so maybe it could have even been this situation. Like, I, girl, I appreciate that, but I'd rather you not even mention hair because I've been really insecure about my yes. hair lately because of da da da. And then it's like, oh, okay, now I'm on notice. It's you're using an I statement. Mm-hmm. So now I'm not feeling like you're coming from here. There's some, you know, weird tension. You just expressed your feeling and then you gave me a call to action, which is let's not even talk about hair, right? Right. It could be direct as I don't like when you do X, Y, Z. It could be, this doesn't work for me, but I prefer Mm -hmm. ABC, since we didn't use (laughs) XYZ. Then you have another one that I I thought of, Don, that I think fits so well with the quote of the day that you chose is, I'm a bit caught off guard at the moment, but I'm going to process this and circle back to you. Oh, I love that. Because I think about that from my situation with my daughter. Like, I was so caught off guard from that situation, but... Sometimes if you don't have the tools in the moment, maybe just give yourself some time. I'm an internal yes. processor. So sometimes I need time to process an infinite mm-hmm. journal, write all my thoughts and then come back to someone. And then I'm like, okay, I'm ready now. Like I, I did my processing. Yes. So sometimes buying yourself time and just being upfront and transparent. Like, you know, I'm a little caught off guard. I'm gonna have something for you later because I want to respond to this, yes. but I don't have it at the moment. Yes. Maybe I'm not prepared or mm-hmm. I'm not exercising at my highest level right now. So I'm gonna get back to you. Right. Like that's another example. So. We're gonna just, I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like, just to go through these yep. tools again. For the, the acting begins. Base, okay? Breathe. Assess and observe. Curiosity to get clarity. And express your feelings, potentially with a call to action. All right. All right. So we're going to get into some role playing that we have not prepared for. So get ready for this. I'm a little nervous. I will say... A um, lady. What were you going to say? Okay. For the role-playing. Um, what? Because I know people want these examples. Yeah. But if you really want to get the examples, you're going to have to catch us in the after show. 
Okay. I know, lady. Just an after I show, know. Lady. This is the episode. We're, what, we're, what we'll do in the episode in the after show, we'll go through a few scenarios and then we're going to role play using the tools that we just discussed here. So if you want to head on over to herspacepodcast.com, click on Patreon, Wisdom Wednesday with Terry in the very top. And then you can click there and you can get access to all of our after shows. We record video content for all of our episodes. You can find them. You can find some previews on YouTube, but our latest ones are going to be on Patreon. And that's also an opportunity for you to support this podcast, which is Black founded, Black funded, and Black is another F word. Black owned. There we go. Not an F word, but Black owned. It's Black everything. Okay, y'all. It's just, everything. This is what we, this is our thing. This yes. is what we do. We still work yes. full time and we release episodes every Friday for you, for us, for the community. We do it for us. We love us yes. for real. So come support, lady. And we'll catch you in the after show. All right. Bye-bye. Hey, lady. It's Terry here from the Cultivating Her Space podcast. I'm hosting a free podcasting masterclass where I'm going to teach you how to create your impactful podcast and how you can generate multiple streams of income. You can visit podcastwithterry.com to register for free. I hope to see you there. Thanks for joining us today. Please note, that our show may contain conversations about self-help, advice, self-empowerment, and mental health, but is by no means meant to be a substitute for an ongoing formal relationship with a trained mental health provider. If you or someone you know is in need of mental health care, please visit the Therapy for Black Girls directory, Psychology Today, or contact your insurance provider. If you liked what you heard and want to keep the conversation going, connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HerSpacePodcast. Or check out our website at HerSpacePodcast.com. And before we meet again, repeat after me. I attract abundance and prosperity with ease.